listening to Rumination Tuesday, Law and Gospel, on this April the 21st in the year of our Lord, 2020. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and my co-host is Pastor Mark Smith. Hi, Mark. Hey, Tom. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. A blessed Easter tide to you. A blessed Easter tide. No, Easter was two weeks ago. We're done with that. We're still in the Easter season. Oh, yeah, okay. In in fact, the hymn we're going to be doing today is in the Easter season, With High Delight, Let Us Unite. Did you know anything about the author, George Vetter? No, but the translator is, of course, Martin Franzman. Whenever Martin Franzman is connected at all with a hymn, it's got to be a good one. Oh, it is. I had him in class at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis, I think a couple of times. I had him for the Book of Romans, spent 10 weeks with him on that, and we only got through Chapter 6. I wish I could have had Martin Franzman as a professor, but, you know, he passed away before I got to the seminary, sadly, just shortly before. Well, he died on March the 28th, 1976. Yeah. Well, and you that's when you got to the sem? No, no, actually I was at the sem then. I can't I think he was over in England at the time, wasn't he? When yeah, he Cambridge, away? England is where yeah. he had died. Right. Now the author George Vetter actually is from Moravia. He died in 1567. He was an ordained priest and he wrote six hymns that we're pretty well familiar with, but this is one of the main ones. With high delight, let us unite. Yeah, I like this hymn. This is one of my favorite Easter hymns. Are you using it Sunday? I would if if we were going to be in church. (laughs) Oh, well, okay. Once you retire, you don't go to church no more? No, no. uh, We're, you know, as you know, know, churches aren't meeting these days. I know it's so terrible. So we have to make make use of what we can do at home. So, but this this is a favorite hymn. I always like this hymn. Yeah, I it's just sent out to four churches that I'm serving uh, uh, the sermon from last Sunday. Also, I did a uh, a transcript of it so people could copy it and hand it out. And I sent a video along with it that is somewhat connected to the sermon. And beginning this Wednesday night, I'm doing a Bible study on the book of Mark. So all the congregation members have the phone numbers to phone in on. It's a conference call because there are people who don't have computers. And so they can only hear a Bible study over the phone. Yeah, we're having one of those uh, this Wednesday night uh, ourselves at Prince of Peace. And it's going to be on Zoom. That's all I know. I don't know what Zoom is. I I don't know how to get on it. I'll probably figure it out by then, but uh, yeah. Well, no, what they do, they send you a connection, and you Uh just type it into your computer, Uh and you're on Zoom, and you can actually see the, the speakers. They could see you if you want, or you can just do it for audio. And it's become somewhat popular, although I don't use it, uh, because you can get a number of times 
people have interjected themselves into Zoom because if they can phone it up, they can say anything they want. And there was one situation where a person was swearing and this sort of thing. So oh, that's no good. Yeah. Um, it's not really possible with the system I'm using, but uh, Zoom has got some other good qualities. So it all depends what the congregation is and who finds out about the numbers to call in. Yeah, fortunately, the leader of our Bible class is, uh, is a real techno-whiz, which I am not. So uh, it should it should work out well. I think your wife is better than you are. Yes, she is. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, she's got her iPad all the time. She she loves her iPad. <laughs> all right, with high delight, let us unite. Would you okay. please read stanza one? Okay, with high delight, let us unite in songs of great jubilation. Ye pure in heart, all bear your part. Sing Jesus Christ our salvation. To set us free forever he is risen and sends to all earth's ends God, good news to save every nation. Yes. So, with high delight let us unite. That's a typical Franzman translation. He likes rhyming a lot. And um, it, it's a, a title that you don't forget. With high delight, let us unite. Yes. And why do we have high delight? Well, be, of course, because of Easter. And yes. uh, uh, because our Lord is risen. And uh, we have high delight. It ties in with the word, in songs of great jubilation. You know what I think of, the, when, I think of when I hear that word jubilation, you know what I hear? I, I no. think of the, the year of jubilee in the Old Testament. You know, oh, explain Bible, that. The whole Bible is about Christ. And you look no, back. No, explain the year of Jubilee. The year of Jubilee came every 50 years uh, to the Israelites. And every 50 years, land uh, that was sold would be returned to its original owner. Uh, Israelites loans were forgiven. Yes, loans were forgiven. Israelites who were slaves uh, were set free. Uh, they had a. They had a. Uh, they were often freed by their uh, their kinsman redeemer. They called him kinsman yes. redeemer. And of course, it's all about Christ. The year of jubilee was. Uh, oh, even the land. Even the land had its Sabbath. Uh, the land was uh, put to rest. You know, uh, and uh, and uh, slaves were returned. Uh, slaves were set free if they were Israelite. So uh, when I see that word jubilation, I think of the year jubilee. It's it's all about Christ. All that that uh, the year of jubilee, as it was practiced throughout the Old Testament, was was always talking about our Sabbath rest yes. in Jesus Christ, in His resurrection. Well, you know your congregation. You were serving for many years very well. Uh, do you think there are any people there who were pure? In Christ, only in Christ, by virtue of their baptism, they are pure in heart. Yes, and that's the next phrase I was going to say. If you said no, yeah, then I know who you would were be waiting. singing? I know. I know what you were waiting. You were waiting for a no answer. I yes, I was. You today. <laughs> Boy, yeah, you're, no, you're we, really honest. We are, pure in, we are pure in heart, but only in Christ. 
And that's because David's prayer was answered, creating me a... A clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. It's Psalm 51, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. And as you said, we bear your part, the song sings, to sing Jesus Christ, our salvation, to set us free. Now, what have we been set free from? Death. Been set well, free people from still die. Death has lost its sting, though. That's that's the good news of Easter. Death has lost its sting, and uh, Jesus says, He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live, and he who liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Yeah, those words were said to uh, Mary. Mary. Or, no, Martha, actually. At the death uh, of her brother. Raising of Lazarus will right. never die. That's and right. so Jesus uses this word uh, die to refer to two things. The one is your physical death. The other one is eternal death. Right. And it's eternal death from which we have been freed because he is risen and sends to all earth's ends good news to save every nation. Now, the term good news you know, we work with Concordia Mission Society and support uh, Wallace Schultz's Good News, one of the best publications out there, and they called it Good News. Oh, it's because excellent. What's the uh, Greek word for good news? Gospel. Yes. So when you hear the word gospel, it means good news. And it must, to be true gospel, it has to be good news connected somehow to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's right. To save yeah. every nation. We're to take that good news, that gospel of his resurrection and his defeat of death to every nation. Exactly. So I might tell my kids when they were younger, tomorrow we're going to go to McDonald's and get hamburgers and ice cream. They'll say, well, that's good news. And I say, well, yes, but not the good news of the Bible. That's right. <laughs> it, it's a different. All right. I'm going to read stanza two. Okay. True God, he first from death has burst forth into life, all subduing his enemy doth vanquished lie. His death has been death's undoing. And yours shall be like victory, or death and grave, saith he who gave his life for us, life renewing. There's a uh, phrase in there that I'm thinking more of. Uh, one of our professors would often talk about that the gospel is gift. Always think of gift. He recently right. died. God rest him. You talking yes. about Norm Nagel? Very good. Yes. Tremendous yeah. preacher. Tremendous. I, I had him for, um, well, actually, they were classes after I got out of the seminary. Had gone back. And one of the best classes I ever had on Holy Communion. Yeah. That, I believe, was his doctorate he gave and it just really 
convinced me to go to every Sunday communion. And, uh, of course, I had Peter Krauski with me at that time, good friend of yours also, yes. who wanted to do that. And so once I took that class and another class, uh, we began to teach the confirmation about communion, and they requested to go to every Sunday. So it took about six months for that to occur, but they occurred it. And, and sometimes when we didn't have communion, like at a Sunday school service, for Christmas with the kids, people would leave and say, I just didn't feel like I was at church today because we didn't have communion. Yeah. But I'm not of the kind that says if you don't have communion, it's not a worship service. There are some people who say that, and I think yeah, they're No, I'm not that, that way either. Hey, uh, speaking no. of Norm Nabel, I, I had him, I was privileged to have him already in my undergrad at Valparaiso University. Oh, he was wow. At, he was at Valpo before he was at... Uh, Yes, Before I know. The Concordia Seminary. Yeah. Did you read the uh, Concordia Theological item? Uh, well, actually, it was from the seminary. Uh, they had a, a lengthy article on About Norm Nabel. Norm as, as a gift. Yes. Yes. And, uh, boy, that was uh, well put together. And they mentioned there his Valparaiso years. Yes. So, from uh, from him... Christianity, the only gift religion. Every other religion is a merit religion. You have to earn your way into heaven, whereas in Christianity, you're given the gifts of heaven. It's the only religion of the world that's like that. Yes. In fact, it's not a religion of the world. It's a religion. It's, it's a gift of God. Well, it's the universal religion that God right. recognizes. So, getting back to stanza two, he first from death has burst forth into life in subduing his enemy because his enemy doth vanquish lie. Who is his enemy? Death. I love that line. His death has been death's undoing. Christ's death has, has defeated death itself. Yeah, that's true. And His who is the prince of death? Lie. And who is the prince of death? Oh, the devil, of course. Yes. That's what I also think, that doth vanquished lie. There was um, interesting in that movie about the passion of Christ, Mel Gibson's movie, Yes. It, it opens up with Jesus uh, stepping on a large snake, yes, which, of course, right. was the devil. And he vanquishes lie. His death has been death's undoing. Okay, what was death doing that it's not doing now? What was death doing that was not doing that? Well, of course, uh the world was in the grip of death before Jesus came. Right. And they were afraid of death. That's right. So the Christian, that's the undoing of death, that there's no fear of death. Now, the old Adam always fears. So I'm yeah. not saying that a person who fears death is not a Christian because it's really hard for the old Adam to be controlled. But if it is... 
How many times have you gone to a shunning and they're looking forward to death? Yeah, oh boy, yeah, that that, that happens, uh, you know, particularly when, you know, most of their friends have died and gone to heaven and... Uh, and, yeah, the uh, spouses, they had no yeah, children, et cetera, they, and there's nobody I've had shut-ins. Them. I've had shut-ins pray every day that the Lord would take them. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I always and, remind them, I say, hey, look, you've got time to pray for us and for the church and for its ministry. Uh, you've got valuable time there. And uh, yes. so you do have a purpose yet. As long as the Lord has left you on this earth, uh, you have a, a very valuable purpose, and that's that's prayer. Pray for your, pray for the families. Pray for uh, the kingdom of God. Pray for His church. Pray for its ministers. That message you just gave is what is needed in those states where they are now allowing, allowing physician-assisted suicide. Oh, I know. That is so ridiculous. And I'm understanding that they no longer give the Hippocratic Oath when they become a physician. Isn't that a shame? Because, they don't yeah. They don't have that anymore? No. Because they no, can't hold to it. No, that's right. They can't hold to it. And um, so it's just a, a shame. And yours shall be like victory over death and grave. So we get the victory over death and grave because it cannot hold us. In fact, we're not even in the grave, are we? Yeah. What's he, uh, I'd like to ask you, Tom, if you know what he's talking about when he says, and yours shall be like victory. What's he referring to there when he says, and yours shall be like victory? Well, you need to really look at the context. Scripture interprets scripture, hymns interpret scripture because he says yours shall be like victory over death and grave you it's know what i think that, he's talking about well i'm answering your question okay. it's like we have won the victory over death and grave that's why he says it's like victory because it's like his victory and only because of his victory do we have victory over death and grave what's your thinking He's talking about our resurrection. See, first he oh, yeah. says, he, first he says, uh, first from death has burst forth into life. Christ first from the, he's the first fruits of them that sleepeth, and yours also shall be like victory. He's also talking now about our own resurrection. Exactly. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. But it's only like victory because we don't really do a victory. We don't accomplish it. It's because Jesus was victorious prior to us. Yeah, good point. He says, and yours shall be like victory, like victory. It's his victory, but we benefit. Yes. All right. Stanza three, if you would be so kind to read. Okay. Let praises ring, give thanks, and bring to Christ our Lord adoration. His honors speed by word and deed to every land, every nation. So shall his love give us above, from misery and death set free, all joy and full consolation. So what rings really good for you in that particular stanza? Let's see. Let praises ring. Give thanks and bring to Christ our 
Lord adoration. Well, we join, we join in adoration, and and His honors speed by word and deed, by by uh, by spreading the word of this good news, and by showing forth that word in 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 good works to every every land and every nation, to to spread the good news of Christ's resurrection, and to do that both in word and deed to every nation. Yes. In fact, um, that's a, a main thing of um, advertising. They're trying to get you to tell others about how good they are. What, what's that Facebook thing and people can put down likes? You know what that means? You're, you're asking me about Facebook. Oh, that's right. Excuse me. <laughs> um, and the more likes you have... Uh, then the more popular is your website, etc. Right, I know that much. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of what it means. the The word adoration often is thought of in the idea of great worship and uh, veneration. Yes. But uh, a lot of times between couples, like you might say, he gave her a look of adoration. Or he adores. What is that referring to? Uh, he 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 adores his his beloved, his wife. Well, or his girlfriend. That's the word we're trying to understand. Adore. <laughs> yeah. Adoration is adore. Oh, that's it. Yeah, it means great love and respect. Absolutely. And so, how can we love him because he? Because he first loved us. Yes, very good. Excellent. You know your Bible really well. And well, we... <laughs> well, I've been at it for a few years. <laughs> well, I know. I, I can't see how you're not looking all over the place to do preaching because you're a good preacher. And don't you miss that? Yes, I do. Yeah, I sure yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. But I understand that uh, since you retired, you also have conducted a couple of funerals. Yeah, and uh, seven Bible studies. <laughs> wow. That's great. Well, what was the subject? Is it a book? Bible study? Let's yeah. see. Oh, it was on uh, Ruth and Esther. Ruth and Esther. Yeah. Yeah. Ruth, of course, who married Boaz and continue the line to Jesus Christ, and Esther, of course, who saved Jews from certain death. Yes. So. Two great women of the Bible. Yes. Yeah, in fact, um, there was just going through the Internet this morning, I got an email, and uh, one of the items was how some women leaders have responded to this Chinese virus, and they were applauding them. The, they were in uh, Kenya, uh, Ireland, Iceland, Australia, and I didn't realize that there were women who were heading up those uh, governments, uh, the prime minister, etc. But they had real quick, uh, it was being said, to get people in housing. And... Um, that has some good advantages and it has some bad. More parents are having time to be with their children. That's good. But another thing, the divorce rate will be increasing. 
because people who already weren't getting along and now forced to stay together, they really need to hear this message yeah. about Jesus well, you, Christ. You talk about great women leaders. There's a great governor. I think I think it's uh, South Dakota. Noam, she's doing a fine job during this uh, crisis of the right. uh, coronavirus. Governor Noam, yeah. I think I think she's a, I think it's governor of South Dakota doing an excellent job. It's really tough to be a leader right now oh boy. as to how do you protect your people, but not to the point where they don't have any money anymore because nobody's right. getting paid for work. Yeah. And so um, did you receive your item from uh, the government yet, the 2400 No, I haven't. And to tell you the truth, Tom, I'm not even absolutely sure I'm, I'm entitled to it. I, you know, Why? I'm retired now. Um, oh, no, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, huh? Yeah, there's only one reason that they don't give out the money. And that's if you have child, if you're behind in child support. Oh, is that right? To that. Yeah. yeah. So I hope neither of us have to worry about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, hey, tomorrow's Law and Gospel. You, tomorrow's Law and Gospel is going to be continuing Walther's Theses on Law and Gospel. I'm Tom Baker, Mark Smith. God bless. Join us tomorrow for that topic. God bless. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.